Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. I am, of course, your regular host, Chris McPherson, and we are right at the business end of the season. Uh, we are heading into the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League Grand Finals. The Newcastle Rugby League Grand Finals are in the rear vision mirror, and we'll give them a quick wrap-up uh, to kick off the show today. But firstly, it'd be remiss of me not to address the uh, people that have made it possible for the show to be here each and every week. First of all, all of my co-hosts that have been a uh, great help to me during the year, getting uh, getting the podcast up, getting some content up, so you're not just listening to me droning on about footy as much as I could do it for hours on end. Secondly, our sponsors, uh, a huge thank you to Newey Threads who've gotten behind us this year in what's been a tough year for a lot of businesses, um, and also to our sponsor, uh, Texbet, who've got behind the uh, tipping competitions. We uh, will announce our winner for the Newcastle Rugby League tipping competition that was decided by the grand final on the weekend, as well as talk briefly on the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League tipping contest that has one week to go and a couple of contenders still in the mix. But uh, a big thanks to Texbet. If you are going to bet, always bet local and support Texbet, www.texbet.com.au. Check out their range of sports and racing betting. Uh, and uh, let us know, reach out to the podcast if you uh, are looking to set up an account and we can put you in touch with the guys to make sure that you are well looked after um, as you, if you bet anything like me, continue to donate your money to the bookies. Uh, also, thank you to, of course, all of our listeners. Um, it's been great. We've actually surpassed, just prior to going on, on uh, to record tonight, 2,000 likes on our Facebook page. Uh, we've got engagement on our Twitter and our Instagram as well. So League Castle AU on Twitter and Instagram, League Castle AUS on Facebook. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate people getting involved in the comments, uh, the fact that people try to keep most of the comments fairly positive as well. Uh, it's been a great season for us. We've recorded something in the realm of 30 episodes plus a few of our League Castle Legends episodes this season. So it's been a big season with COVID and everything else that's gone on, but you know, p- people have continued to listen and support the show. So we really appreciate that. And uh, look, we'll probably go in a bit of a change direction in, in 2021, but there'll be more opportunity for involvement. So if you are interested in being involved in the podcast in 2021, reach out to us over the next couple of weeks or months. And uh, as we head into 2021, we'll, we'll have a bit more of a chat to people. We had some things we wanted to get off the ground this year that we didn't quite do because of COVID. So look to re-engage those and uh, maybe change up and create a bit of variety in the show in 2021. That said, uh, we might jump into the Newcastle Rugby League Grand Final Recap uh, it was an absolute uh, belter of a day on Sunday up at Maitland Sports Ground. There were a few drops of rain at a couple of different points, but nothing that drastically affected the play. We had three encounters that were absolute arm wrestles in the opening games. First of all, congratulations to the South Newcastle Lioness, who ran out winners eight points to six over the Maitland Pumpkin Pickers Ladies League Tag. Great to see Maitland... Uh, surging up and making a grand final in the ladies' league tag, but Souths continue on as a perennial powerhouse there. So congratulations to them. They kicked off the day uh, with a great win there. Next up was the under-19s between local rivals, the minor premiers, Lakes United, and second place Central. And it was Central 26, defeating Lakes 24. Uh, That was a great win for Central. They held off a late Lakes comeback and were far too strong in the end and got away with the win uh, by two points. 
The next game, the reserve grade. Uh, last week, West went to extra time to make their way through to the grand final. And again, it was the case this week. They got out to a lead uh, 12 points to six late in the game, but Wyong hit straight back to level it up at 12 points all. And uh, they managed to knock over a field goal early in Golden Point to win 13 points to 12 and take out the reserve grade premiership under that tutelage of Sparrow Clifton. And finally, it was the big dance. Todd Edwards heading into what I believe is his seventh grand final, looking for his first premiership. And it was Cessnock from pillar to post. They were far too strong for the South Newcastle line. South looked like they might have fired all their bullets last week in that late, thrilling win over Wyong in the elimination final. And uh, it was the Goannas taking the trophy back up into the coalfields, 20 points to six, and uh, seeing Todd Edwards crowned uh, the premiership coach as well as seeing him get his first title. Uh, he was also awarded life membership of the Cessnock Club. So a big congratulations to Todd Edwards. But uh, an absolutely thrilling day, as I said. A good crowd in and some cracking games of footy. That wraps up the Newcastle Rugby League season for 2020. Obviously, 2021 will look very different to what this season did. We'll resume the competition of the Two East Cup. We understand there may be some other variations around President's Cup and other competition structures and what clubs like Maitland do. But... We'll watch this space. We'll try and keep you updated for all of that. And uh, we'll come back with, um, I guess, a view to seeing what it is that uh, that competition looks like next year. But in the meantime, we'll take a little break and we'll come back with a preview of the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League Grand Finals. Seven games, two venues this weekend on Saturday. We'll be back with you in a moment. Welcome back and joined for the previews of the first of our grand finals. He's going to give us a hand with all three of the games up at Raymond Terrace on Saturdays. None other than uh, Abergas and Ant's B-grade captain, Jeremy Fredericks. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, mate. Good to be here. Mate, um, big day for the Ants, first of all, before we break down the games. Uh, three teams, three grand finals. I don't think it's been done before in Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League uh, history, so certainly uh, be a bit of a buzz up at McKeechee's Oval at the moment. Oh, it definitely is, mate. It's a huge achievement by the club and just, what, four years into it, I think, and now we've got three teams in the grand final. It's massive up here. Yeah, certainly uh, an impressive achievement. As you said, uh, uh, the the men's uh, were in the grand final last year. It's only a very short term into the history. The women's tackle now into the grand final. We've had the ladies' league tag, obviously, been dominant for their, the time of their existence, and uh, we'll be looking to make it, I think it's four straight premierships this weekend, but... Uh, Mate, um, we might start with those girls. The Ladies League Tag A, they haven't dropped a game. Uh, University, their opponents have probably flown a little bit under the radar with COVID and a few other issues affecting their team. Uh, They snuck in into fourth, but they've uh, put some impressive wins on the board in the finals, and I'm sure the girls are are certainly on their alert. They've played them a couple of times in recent years in grand finals, and and we know that University have got the measure if they uh, fire on all cylinders. Yeah, that's right. It's always going to be a tough game for the girls up against Uni, like you said, they're in the the Ants and the Uni have been the top two teams for the last four four or five years in the comp. So it's always going to be a tough game when those two come up against each other. Certainly will. University uh, had a little scare of their own last week. They went to extra time um, against Fingal Bay, but were too strong in the end and uh, got away with a 14-10 win in Golden Point. Uh, Nice to see when a Golden Point game is decided by a try, but uh, the Ants girls, mate, they had a, a fairly comfortable uh, week heading in, a 36-4 to win over Stroud. So you think uh, with coach Mick Akers, uh, he's got a couple of focuses obviously this week with the uh, playing in the men's game as well, but he'd have them right up for this and they'd go into this pretty warm favourites. 
Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd dare say they'd be all pretty confident in that girls' team, and um, yeah, I'd say they'll get the job done there. Yeah, lovely, mate. While we're still speaking of the girls, and there'll be a couple of girls that'll be uh, going back-to-back. I know there's a couple that play in both. Uh, the uh, Ants will take on Berkeley. It's first versus second in the women's tackle. That'll be 11.30 up at the terrace. Uh, well, firstly, there's um, a couple of girls that played in the grand final last week. Um, one of the girls from the Maitland tag and uh, I believe one that plays for South as well. So one of the girls has already got a premiership uh, medal to her name. So she'll walk into this pretty confidently and uh, I'm sure uh, they'd like to have a couple more coming into this game after the tag with some premiership medals, mate. But there's no love lost between these two sides. No, like you said, one and two come together again. Um, I think it's been maybe four points each time they've versed this year, maybe. It's going to be a pretty good game. I watched them last year versus each other and yeah, it was pretty tough out there by the looks of it. Yeah, it's certainly um, Aberglassen claimed the minor, minor premiership and then they claimed a, a close win. Uh, they got out to a good start at Waratah Oval in the first week of the finals. And look, Berkeley Vale's a team you can never write off. They got some late tries but couldn't quite get it done. Uh, it's an interesting one. Berkeley Vale have sort of been where Aberglassen's ladies' league tag have been over the last couple of years. They've been a very dominant side in the women's tackle competition and uh, Aberglassen have now built up their side to get to the point where they've, they've pipped them for some silverware in terms of the minor premiership and they'll be looking to go one better with the weekend off that said Berkeley Vale a big win uh, 28-10 to 10 over a strong Waratah side last week so both sides in some pretty good form and I think both sides would really fancy their chances heading into this one yeah as you said they're both in really good form it's going to be a pretty tight game I think I think it'll only be decided by maybe two or four points but yeah I still think the Ants will get up for it and Bit of, bit of confidence, only yeah, having that week off and um, should be rested and ready to go. Yeah, I think, I think a big part will come down. The two things that I've noticed when I watched them play the other week, uh, the kicking game of Ashley Harvey um, and Aberglassen is quite strong. Uh, that said, on the converse of that, uh, the high ball is a bit of a weakness of the fullback for, Dor- uh, for Berkeville, sorry. That said, if she yep. can get the ball with some broken field, she showed it two weeks ago and she showed it again on the weekend. There's not yep. many players in any of the grades, and I'm including all of the men's ga- men's grades and a man that you'll come up against, which we'll get to in a second, in Jerome Haynes, that yep. take on broken field like she does. And her name does escape me. I'll just see if I can dig that out. No, I, we don't have the team list, unfortunately. But uh, she's certainly going to be a threat that uh, the Ants girls will be aware of. And, you know, kick chase could be quite key on the back of that good kicking game. Yep, yeah, definitely. Kick The kick's only as good as it's chase in any, in any um, format, really. Tag, tackle, men's, doesn't really matter. Got to have a good kick chase, especially if the um, opposing team's got a good fullback. Yeah, that's certainly right. So it'll be interesting to see how they go there. Undoubtedly, they'll look to use the high ball when they can, as she's shown um, a few gaps there. But uh, if they present a broken line, it uh, could be at their own peril. That one will be that. That for mine is one of the picks of the grand finals, along with this next game, which is a nice, interesting one, mate. And um, you, you and your boys would certainly be keen after hitting a good run of form into the back end of the season and. Uh, uh, obviously a bit of an upset last week for many. I think many thought it was going to be one and two in this B-grade grand final, which will be a one o'clock kickoff up there at, uh, again, Raymond Terrace at Lakeside Sporting Complex. But you guys had the measure. You've, you've actually beaten Dudley now three times throughout the season, mate. And um, it was, in the end, it was uh, a fairly flattering score on 42-22. Do you want to give us a bit of a, I guess, what, what were the keys to, to beating Dudley and finding your way through to the big dance? Well, I think it all started the week before, really, against Wars at Maryland. We, um, we had our probably our strongest squad that we've had, like strongest 19 we've had all year. And fortunately, we got the same 19 back-to-back against Dudley, pretty much all bar one. And um, I think we just rolled on from there, really. I think we started to hit our straps just at the right time. So it's pretty good. Pretty good feeling around the club at the moment. And um, yeah, 
Yeah, certainly. We're all, we're all, quite, all quietly confident, but you know, yeah. it's going to be a tough get tough game, as always it has been against Waratah, but they're always fast, strong. Yeah, just, it's going to be very quick, very physical, I think, this weekend. They certainly are. I know I, um, I, I refereed the corresponding fixture uh, back in August. It was a Friday night game, and look, the scoreboard yes. probably doesn't reflect it, but the opening 20 to 30 minutes of that was as fast as anything I've seen this year, and that's including some... Uh, uh, well, I was going to say two East Cup, but they're not two East Cup, but district football. Uh, yep. It was absolutely frenetic. You guys were down a few players at that point and faded out, and as as the scoreline reflects there, um, look, Waratah blew that one out and won 60-18. to 18. So it is the third time you've played this year. You are yet to defeat them, but the one thing looking through both sides is there's plenty of points on offer, and uh, look, this will be you know certainly an entertaining game for the uh, for the fans, whether you're, whether you're neutral or biased to one of these sides. I think there'll be uh, plenty of points on offer both sides with lots of attack, and you know I'd be remiss. He's been messaging me all week, making sure he gets a mention. Uh, Mick Akers with three tries last week, mate. What winding back the clock, the big fella. Yeah, he, he like I said, he played the last three weeks. You now I think he's coming into a bit of bit of form to himself, which is good to see. Um, it's always. Always good to have him in the side of the oh, wherever you put him. Really, he'll do a good job. So, yeah, yeah. He's certainly three tries too is a pretty big bonus for himself. He certainly is strong, and when he gets his confidence up, which it looks like he does, he likes to take on the line, and it's quite good there. Yeah. And you know, the man who's on the opposite side, and you know, depending on on the week, Waratah have played him equally adeptly at fullback or halfback. Is Jerome Haynes? He's a first grade footballer, and undoubtedly amongst others, he'd be someone that you guys would be aware of heading into this weekend's game. Yeah, definitely. So I haven't heard much of him really, but then coming up against him, yeah, a few of the boys said he's pretty dangerous, and yeah, he definitely, definitely shows that. He's definitely a class above a few of the other players out there on the field. That's for sure. It's interesting. Just looking back through some of the recent scores for both sides, and if you take out that game, you guys played in the final round against uh, Walls and Maryland, where I know you had um, a few absences. Both teams averaging around forty plus points a game. So as I said, points will be uh, on offer. So it may actually come down to the side that can defend better and, um, you know, it's certainly going to be an interesting one. But, uh, yeah, as I said, there's, there's certainly plenty of threats on that uh, Waratah Cheetahs side that you've got to be aware of. What's What's been the, the conversation, I guess, for you guys this week? Has it been a focus on certain aspects of them or is it just about if you execute your own game plan right, then then you'll have not too much to worry about? Uh, we haven't really talked about it much, really. We haven't trained yet. So the first session tonight for the week, um, I dare say there'll be a conversation around it then. And, um, yeah, we'll just... Put, put together a game plan and just see how we go from there. Yeah, lovely. And uh, so you talked about obviously being at, at full strength and, you know, you've got those, you know, people coming back in, the likes of Mick Akers starting to hit form and another person who's been talked about who's been a pretty solid addition coming off the bench for you guys this year, Wendell Wilson as well, who'll know a few of their Waratah boys from his uh, cross-code days in rugby union. He's certainly been a good addition. But, mate, threats across the park for you guys. Is there anyone you're expecting, you know, to really hit their stride this week or is it just going to be that 13-man effort that you're expecting to get the job done? Yeah, just just an all all out team effort really. Like we've discussed that before every game, like the last couple of weeks, and it seemed to be working. And just stick together as a unit and just go from there. Yeah, well, mate, all the best of luck. Thank you very much for your time. Um, the other thing I will promise, knowing both sides with yourself and Billy Clay kicking, is if it does come down to um, a conversion from the sideline, you'd be more than likely to back either of you, and you've both been in pretty good form this year. So touch wood that I haven't put the mockers on either of you, both red-hot kickers. But, uh, mate, all the best again. Thank you for your time, and we appreciate you guys uh, being with Aberglass and always uh, giving up some time for the show, mate, and uh, good luck up at Terrace. Hopefully, for your Thanks. sake, you can walk away with uh, three trophies because that would be a historic moment in Newcastle and Hunter Rugby oh. League. Yeah, three from three is a, definitely the ideal um, outcome, but yeah.
fingers crossed, we'll see how we go, and thanks for having me. No worries, mate. We'll catch you soon. All right, we return for the second half of our B-grade grand final preview. We... uh, uh, the game up there at 1 o'clock on Saturday at Lakeside Sporting Complex at Raymond Terrace. And uh, we've previously had that chat with Jeremy Fredericks about the Aberglass and Ants and their three sides in. But the other side in that B-grade premiership decider is the minor premiers, the Waratah Mayfield Cheaters. And we're joined by their halfback come fullback, Jerome Haynes. Jerome, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. How are you going? Yeah, going well, mate. So, uh, look. You guys have had, I guess, the target on your back since the start of the season. You've been premiership favourites for a good part of the year and, and you showed that with being the minor premiers. You won through with that comfortable win over Dudley and then uh, you were probably expecting there was a good chance you might see them again in the grand final, but you'll face up against the Aberglass and Ants, mate. Um, you've had a couple of clashes against them, one close one and, and one blowout on a Friday night. How do, you, uh, how do you see things shaping up heading into the grand final? Yeah, you know, um, I think it'll be a real... Real good game. Uh, Aberglassen have really put some strong performances on in the last few weeks. And um, sort of had a feeling they would have got the job done. Um, they looked really convincing in the, in the prelim, or the elimination final, sorry. Um, but yeah, like I said, um, they've looked really strong coming into it. But I think our boys are ready for it. Um, we always, you know, turn up for it. And I think the week's building up. Um, we've really bonded as a group. And um, our chemistry is really clicking at the right time. So I think it'll be a good day. Yeah, mate, it certainly promises a good encounter. Um, as I said, the, the game when both sides were pretty much at full strength, as I understand it, a couple out only each. It was 30 to 20 when your sides clashed. The other game, um, I actually refereed the other one. We talked about it just before with Jeremy. Uh, the Friday night encounter at Waratah Oval, they were down on some troops, but that game started at an absolute helter-skelter pace. In the first probably 20 to 30 minutes, it was anyone's for the taking. They had a few troops dropping, and your boys just uh, absolutely rolled on with it. Uh, is is that the key? It seems that when you guys come out of the blocks early and start well, that you're, you're very hard to reel in. Is that is that what we're talking about down at Waratah at the moment? Yeah, definitely. I feel like yeah, when we get off to a strong start, um, all the quarters, not just from the start, start of the quarter, I think it gives us the best um, opportunity to sort of stay on top of the game. And I feel like yeah, we're more convincing when we come out strong and lead the whole game sort of thing, opposed to you know, starting slow and trying to climb back through the game. Yeah, mate, that certainly seem, seems to be the case. Um, and, you know, the, the interesting thing with this four-quarter footy that we're playing in this COVID year is it does create those chances, I guess, for teams to regroup. So if you can continue to start all four quarters well, then that makes a big difference. Mate, so, something else that's been talked about a, a few times, and it was quite evident in some yeah. of the games earlier in the year, is discipline. Is that something that you guys have talked about as well, discipline and completion, not just from a, a rules point of view, but obviously with the ball in hand as well? Yeah, yeah, no, nah, discipline is, is the biggest thing. Um, we've really been sort of knocking down on it at training and stuff and trying to get you know, our discipline almost perfect, um, especially for the grand final. We can't afford to give um, 10 like Aberglass and any sniff. Um, and possession, I feel, I feel like our possession's um, been a lot better lately. Um, we get to the end of our kicks, we're turning things around. I think that's where we really got Dudley. We were turning them around and turning those big boys around and they were just struggling to come back out of their own end. And I've seen in the uh, Aberglassen game too in the weekend, um, I think they turned it over like 10 times coming out of their own end sort of thing and that really proves the difference in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, I our, our position um, is where it needs to be. Um, probably we can improve, improve on that. But um, yeah, definitely our 
Mates, and um, we are talking with Jeremy earlier, there's certainly some big boppers out there, but some, there's some good bodies on the edges that can um, attack quite well for both sides, in, especially if they get a bit of broken field, and the same for both the fullbacks as well, including yourself, mate. So, um, you know, it's going to be those simple things that are probably going to get the job done up there this weekend. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. This will be a big thing, especially in the grand final. Um, yeah, it was only 80 minutes of football to go, so sort of whoever makes the most of it um, will obviously run away with it in the end. And mate, um, look, I've been told it's pretty safe to back anyone but Tim Christie this week for first try scorer because there's no bar TV. Does that sound about right? Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. He, he might have a bit more time to tune up his uh, his line running with not having to do his hair and makeup for bar TV, though, so he could be all right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think the uh, the TV games really throw Timmy off. You know, he's sort of always worried about who's in the crowd watching. Um, <laughs> nah, but uh, all good. <laughs> uh, we, we love to take take the mickey out of Timmy a bit, mate. But um, well, thanks very much for your time, mate. It's going to be an absolute belter. It is the main game of the day up there at Raymond Terrace. Uh, undoubtedly, you'll face a crowd of a few ants up there with their three sides in there, which you know there's no um, no denying that's an impressive achievement for them to get three sides in. But you guys will be focused on that one o'clock game uh, and uh, getting the chocolates there for the for the Waratah faithful, mate. So all the best. Uh, good luck with uh, the grand final this weekend and. Uh, yeah, I guess while we're talking to you, we'll say go the cheaters. When I was talking to Jez, it was the ants. So, mate, all the best and uh, yeah, enjoy the grand final and, and what's to come. Yeah, sweet. Thanks, brother. That was, of course, Jeremy Fredericks of the Aberglassen Ants and Jerome Haynes of the Waratah Mayfield Cheaters. A big thank you to both those guys for their time. Good luck to the Ants and the Cheaters, respectively, in their grand finals this weekend. That moves us along to the second ground of grand finals, which will be at St. John Oval. We'll have four games there, kicking off at 10 a.m. The first of the games will be the Ladies League Tag B grade between the minor premiers, Shortland Devils, and the second-placed Dungog Warriors. Dungog climbed their way up the ladder late in the season and uh, pipped a few sides on the way. They knocked out Malibu last week uh, after losing to Shortland two weeks ago. And the Devils, having only dropped one game this season, will certainly fancy their chances. But there's plenty of attacking football from both sides. So it will be, be well worth your while getting down at 10 a.m. at St. John for the Ladies League Tag B grade between the top two sides of 2020. That will kick off the day. That'll be followed by the D-grade, the Newcastle Cut and Drill D-grade competition uh, grand final between the Kersley Crushers, who finished second on the ladder. They were pipped in the last round 22 points to 20 by the Hamilton, uh, sorry, by the Katara Bears. Got my location mixed up a little bit there. Uh, before uh, they clashed with them again a fortnight later in the qualifying final to come through to the grand final. And it was Kersley with the chocolates in that game, uh, turning things around 24 points to 16. So it's been uh, in the last four weeks, uh, they've already clashed twice. So this will make three times in five weeks. So there'll be nothing separating these two sides. Qatar will be looking to turn it back around on Kersley. Um, They had the wood on them during the regular season. As I said, uh, they played twice and they won both times. uh, But Kersley getting the win in the uh, semi-finals. So, this one could be a pick for either side. Both sides are looking to break some droughts. Kersley, having not won a premiership since joining the competition. Katara, it's been quite a while between drinks for the boys from Hudson Park. So, again, an absolute cracker there at 11.30am. And it'll be a great battle between two good forward packs and a couple of good sets of halves with some outside backs that have got some punch on uh, both sides. The third game, and the one that we've got guests for to talk about at St. John Oval, will be the battle between the undefeated minor 
Premiers, the Budgiewoy Bulldogs, and the third-placed and defending D-grade Southern Pool champions, Hamilton Ducks, in the Chase the Energy C-grade final. It'll kick off at 1.55pm, and uh, I've been fortunate enough to uh, manage to grab some time with both captain coaches, both Jack Dawson of the Hamilton Ducks and Cody Towney of the Budgiewoy Bulldogs. All right, we're back for the preview of the C-grade Newcastle Hunter Rugby League Chase the Energy Grand Final. Uh, we'll be doing this in two parts. I'm joined by the respective coaches individually here. So we'll start off with the Hamilton Ducks coach, Jack Dawson. Uh, Jack, how are you, mate? Uh, grand Final week alive and well down at the Duck Pond? Yeah, good, Chris. Um, yeah, very exciting. Everyone was bouncing around at training last night. Pretty, pretty keen to get into it. A familiar place for you guys. Only your second year in the competition and second grand final. It's a it's a good way to be going about things. Yeah, two from two. Um, yeah, a bit, bit of a dream run to start the uh, start the ducks. Yeah, it's always a good way to start with a winning culture. Um, before we get into the C grade, mate, we might just give a little mention to your girls. Speaking of uh, winning culture, they started the year with a bit of a challenge when they started out in A grade, but. Uh, their first year, they did quite well as well. Maybe not to the ilk of you guys and how much success you've had, but you'd have to say making the finals in the first year. And for a lot of those girls, it was their first year playing league tag or footy at all, from my understanding. So um, a pretty good achievement to have, to have made the finals there. Yeah, definitely. I think at the start of the year, they got oh, maybe they got 60 put on them. And then towards the end of the year, I think they, they might have got oh, one four in a row, perhaps. But um yeah, all, all the girls are loving it. A few of them have played touch and a couple of girls have played league tag with a very, yeah, very fresh bunch. Nah, it's great to see, mate. It's great to see some of the new clubs uh, in the competition, well, any of the clubs growing. Uh, we've got a first this weekend with Aberglasson with three teams in and, uh, yeah, it's good to see these clubs building. You know, Aberglasson obviously in a new, new area. You guys in an area that once upon a time was a stronghold for rugby league in the inner city and uh, it's probably gone over to the rugby union, the dark side for a little while there, and good to see a few of the you know, clubs starting to make a bit of a, an imprint there and uh, some success as well. And undoubtedly, you guys will be kicking on to some bigger things next year. But the immediate focus is the uh, minor premiers, Budgie Woy. Uh, they are undefeated, mate. Uh, the only real blemish on their copybook was a draw to Swansea, who you knocked off last week uh, reasonably comfortably. Uh, but you guys haven't had it all your own way getting through there either. So uh, what's the keys, do you think? You've seen them already earlier this year and went down to them. Uh, what are the keys with taking on Budgie this week? Um, I think it's sort of hard to tell. Um, like I think we played Budgie in round three, and I know in that game we had we had a look at the team list um, earlier in the week. We had people playing in different positions, and we had a few out. And from what I've heard, they also had a few out as well. So it's sort of it's sort of hard to gauge. Um you know, that was, that was a couple of months ago. But, you know, we just got to do what we've been doing the last couple of weeks. So, you know, we've been, um, been been put in some tough spots and come back from it and, and played together and, and, yeah. Yeah, you'd certainly t- take some confidence. I mean, as you said, uh, the fact is you can't judge too much based on uh, what you saw, you know, going back three, three and a half months to round three, as you said. But you guys, Morissette pushed you right to the line two weeks ago. Uh, and they pushed them right to the line last week. Uh, admittedly, a four-point bigger gap in the end, but you know that would give you, I guess, probably the best measure you can is that you're both in the ilk of just being pipping Morissette. Probably means there's not too much separating the two sides and uh, probably offers what's probably going to be a close one at you know five to two on Saturday at St. John Oval. Yeah, definitely. If you, if you do the rugby league math, it, it, it definitely seems that way. Um, 
But I think it's been like that all year. I think they've won every game, but there's been like quite a lot of close ones. I think they got us by, yeah, they got us by eight. And, um, yeah, it, it, it'll be pretty tight, I'm so. Yeah, certainly be an interesting one. They've got um, quite a rotation of forwards, uh, some really big bodies that they uh, roll out there. And, uh, look, you guys have got some big boppers of your own, but probably that's probably not the wheelhouse that you guys are, are tend to be known for. You're, you're a fairly uh, mobile uh, side. You've got some physicality, but mobility and youth is probably the, the real strength that most sides, if if we did a bit of a straw poll the competition, they'd talk about Hamilton with. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. I'd say we're one of the fitter teams. Like the last couple of weeks, we've, we've come from behind the last 20 minutes and sort of really got over, over the top of teams. Um, but yeah, they, they did have quite a big forward pack last time we played them. They had, they had a good fullback. That's, that's who I remember being most worried about. I think he got a couple of tries against us. Um, but yeah, we'll try and move it around a bit. Like We don't want to run um, 2-1 out against these guys. Yeah, so certainly when you're coming up against such a big forward rotation, that's uh, quite key, mate. Uh, I guess the last couple of weeks you had that extra time win over Morissette. Last week a little bit easier against Swansea, but from what I'm hearing, I mean, it wasn't you know maybe as as cruisy as twenty to four might have uh, might have sort of indicated. You guys had to work for it last week. What have been the keys? What have, who've been the standouts the last couple of weeks? How how are you looking at gearing up for you know a tilted a second consecutive title? Um, yeah, the game against Swansea, I think it was 6-4 for the majority of the match and then maybe the last 10 minutes, I think we came over the top of them. Um, but yeah, I, I think we just, especially on the weekend, we're trying, uh, a couple of times we spread it wide and we just try to give one extra pass. Um, and then we really try to get through the middle, get a, get a couple of quick play of the balls um, and just getting behind the markers. We're, we're going really well. So just, just, just simple stuff. There's nothing... Um, Nothing too special, I think. Um, Jake Lawrence uh, has been playing out of his skin um, the last couple of weeks. He's probably, I think, he's gotten our man of the match the last couple of weeks. Or if he didn't, he he probably should have. Um, so I'd say he'd be pr- um, pretty primed for a, for a big game in the middle there on the weekend. Yeah, I caught Jake actually. He was down on uh, Saturday morning watching his other half play. Unfortunately, she didn't make it through to the grand final, but he was primed for a big one. And undoubtedly, I mean, he is a big game player. He's got plenty of experience, so. He'll undoubtedly be up for it. That said, they've got some big game players of their own, including their captain, uh, their captain coach, Cody Towney, who's played at New South Wales Cup and under-20s NRL level. So, uh, look, there'll be plenty of thrill on show. And, you know, as is often the case, I think, in these games, it's it's nothing magic. There's no magic solution in the water coming into grand final week. It's about doing the, the small things right, completing your sets, as you're talking about, not pushing those passes and discipline. And if you can get on top of all those three, then you're going to be a long way towards uh, finishing on the right side of the scoreboard come you know, about four o'clock on uh, Saturday. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. And then, if you, you know, you can always rely if you're going to extra time on uh, Tyler Smith high-stepping over the fullback, however however he got round him like he did against Morissette, mate, and there, there's your go-to. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, he's still talking about that one. Yeah, mate, I'm still trying to figure out what sort of divot he left in Malibu the Sporting Complex, but that's all right if he was stepping. Uh, we, we couldn't go. We couldn't go a Hamilton Ducks interview without giving Tyler a shout out. He does some good stuff, and he's always happy to make sure um, that we've got someone to have a chat to. So, that said, mate, thank you very much for your time. Good luck on the weekend. Uh, if people want to get out and check it out, it is one fifty-five at St John Oval. It is the third place on the ladder. Hamilton Ducks taking on the minor premiers, the undefeated minor premiers, the Budgie Boy Bulldogs. It'll be an absolute cracking encounter and well worth the price of admission. So get down and enjoy a blue can. Obviously, COVID responsibly. Good luck for the weekend, Jack, and uh, we'll see you down at St John. All right, thanks, Chris.
Right, we're back with the second half of our Chase the Energy C-Grade Grand Final Preview, and I'm joined by undefeated minor, pre- minor premiers, Budgie Woy Bulldogs, captain coach Cody Towney. Cody, thanks uh, for coming back on the show, mate. Yeah, no, thanks, mate. Yeah, good to, yeah, good to be here. Mate, um, you, you've headed through the season, haven't uh, haven't dropped the game. You had a draw against Swansea during the year, but uh, look, that all, all that form probably goes out the window when you head into the big dance. There wasn't much that separated yourself and Hamilton when you came up against them last time and both sides had a few players out. Yeah, no, um, yeah. Likewise, you were there, the referee for that game against Swansea. So um, it didn't help too much when uh, we had two boys sent off. It was not long to go, so we were down eleven, um, yeah, eleven men there at one stage. So, um, but long story short, the the squad that we've had all year, um, we're lucky enough to have about thirty, thirty, I think it's thirty five blokes. But um, everyone's been amazing, and to tell the truth, it's probably the, the first time um, all year that we've put the strong, uh, the solid aside. So the strongest side all year, so which is for the big dance. So everyone's looking forward to it. And um, also, yeah, with Budgie Boy, uh, I think they haven't been in the grand final since 99, I believe. So um, it's pretty big for the community. Uh, everyone's getting behind us. And yeah, and especially all the boys. There's some boys even in the side that haven't even played, be- um, played the grand final before. Um, ever since our juniors, we've got one person, uh, Mickey Tay. Um, yeah, he's been there since, since uh, four or five years of age. And, yeah, this is the first time mate, in, in the big um, big dance, so happy days. Mate, that's awesome. And, you know, for, first of all, credit to yourself and, and the committee there with what you've done in terms of turning around a side that really battled last year um, and, you know, to get to where you are at this point and, you know, with you know undefeated on the way to a grand final is, is very impressive and you guys have done some good work. And I know from talking to you, mate, it's not a plan of a, you know, win a title and then leave it to its own devices is, you know, Budgie always plans on being a strong club uh, in the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League moving forward for the for the foreseeable future. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm sticking around and um, I think, yeah, we've, we've started something brewing. So um, I've already, um, yeah, signed a few new players for next year too, a handful of players. So we are, we're only going to be stronger. But, um, yeah, you, you're 100% on it. Um, the, the community of the club itself is Rugby League. Um, yeah, we're putting Budgie on the map and, yeah, um, we still got eighty minutes of work left to do before we can celebrate. But um, I tell you what, yeah, how about that? We're gonna they're gonna have a few warriors coming at them on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't doubt that, mate. And uh, it's great to see actually speaking to, to Jack Dawson just previously, the captain coach of, of Hamilton as well. Both sides basically at full strength, which is what you want to see in a grand final. You don't want there to be you know marks, question marks, anything. You want to know that if you've gone out there and got the win on Saturday, that you've beaten the best of the best and. Look, I know Swansea did finish second, but realistically, from looking at the season as a whole, these two sides at full strength are probably the two strongest squads in, in the C-grade competition. And look, they're both made to the big dance and there'll be no love lost at uh, 1.55pm on Saturday. But uh, I know I know most punters looking just at results and the latter, you guys at Ender as, as slight favourites, but we saw it earlier in the year. There's not much between the two sides and you've both only just pipped Morrisett over the last couple of weeks. So it should be an absolutely thrilling game. Uh, mate, they're, they're quite a young side. Your side's got a few guys who, the, the, I guess the polite way might be to describe them as a, a bit more experienced. Um, mate, uh, where, where do you see the, the keys for yourselves uh, in terms of, you know, we talked to Jack, he talked about completion and discipline being being the real keys and then, you know, being able to stick to their game plan. Is it a similar sort of theory down your way? Oh, 100%. Um, every sort of good football team, and especially if they've got a good set of halves and a, a good spine, they know you've got to finish your sets and, um, if you don't finish your sets and you're playing out of your back end, well, you're giving yourself to get scored against. So, um, 
Yeah, sort of same same thing. Um, keep it basic and keep it simple, and then um, we'll let the footy go itself. But um, definitely, that's all, all said. Saying that we've been um, undefeated all season, that doesn't mean jack um, until this last eighty minutes is done. So um, uh, yeah, all the boys know that. Yeah, like we said, everyone's just buzzing and just can't wait to get out there. Um, but yeah, it's just keep it simple, and um, hopefully. Oh, I think I think we're meant to have about ten to twenty mil or something, aren't we? Yeah, I was about, I was about to say it. It'd be interesting. The last two weeks have been steaming hot. As you know, I had you guys on the weekend, and it certainly wasn't uh, it wasn't the uh, most pleasant footballing weather. It was hot. It was dry. Everyone was starting to fatigue. Certainly, um, as we got into that final quarter of the game, so it'll be an interesting change of pace. It's supposed to be about twenty two degrees at kickoff and, and a bit of rain around that time. So they're saying rain expected uh, between eleven and four, which your game falls right in the middle of. Uh, so yeah, it could be a, a real, yeah, yeah. real change up for sides. We haven't seen too much wet weather footy in the recent weeks, so um, might be it might be who can adjust to the weather too might be quite a factor. Yeah, that will. And yeah, going back to like football terms and in, in halves and stuff. Yeah, we've got um, yeah, Clyde Hopper. He's um, yeah, unbelievable. Um, I think he's twenty three years of age. He's been nothing but just good for good for the side and for all the Budgeway boys that um, yeah, he's just steering around the park and uh, with this rain and all that stuff. Well, I'm sure that all his um. Good years of uh, football that he's had on there for so young too. Um, yeah, he'll just be kicking in the corners and we'll just we'll get down there and bash him and see yeah. how they like coming out of their own end. <laughs> well, that's it, mate. It's, it's certainly something that's been earmarked by a number of people that have seen your side, not just myself or even Hamilton, but you do have some big physical boys. We saw um, one of your starting front rowers, I think it's Tavita. Mate, he's, he's near on unstoppable with it at about five or six different players, you know, getting involved in the tackle, which obviously <laughs> opens up some space. But in wet weather footy, having some big bodies and a good rotation, um, you know. Yeah. And, and add, add in, you know, you've got um, Graham Bates coming off the bench with one of the best haircuts in C-grade, mate. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't penalise him on the weekend for it. <laughs> mate, no, you can't, you can't penalise blokes in second division footy for having mullets, mate. That's, that's, a, that's a reward. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there you go. But, um, yeah, mate, we call him Mr. T. Um, I'm sure everyone knows the movie. Mate, yeah, anyone, um, just give him the ball and just, there's, there's a room of destruction behind him. <laughs> yeah, there certainly is, mate. You've got some some big boppers there with uh, with with uh, Ratu as well, who's um, you know loves running off the back fence. So uh, throwing off the back of that, you're the likes of Jeffrey, your your five eight, who um, with a bit of open space and a bit of broken field, and your fullback as well, whose name uh, Jay Jones, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, Jay Jones. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's uh, not too far behind their good haircuts too, with his beautiful head. Yeah, mate, there's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a few of them, and then um, not on haircuts, but uh, as you showed the other day, mate, you've still got a yard or two of pace in you when you're burnt around the outside. So there's some some threats everywhere, at, you know, for both sides, and there's plenty of points in both sides as well. Um, we saw, you know, you've both put up 20 plus on the weekend. You guys put up 50 in the first week of the finals. So uh, even in the wet, I think both sides will uh, fancy their you know, if they take the right opportunities to chance their hand and put some points on to uh, thrill the crowd, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, well, um, yeah, so I think, I think so. But, um, yeah, all the boys are glaring. Can't wait to get out there. Made the best team win. Um, and I believe, because Hamilton Ducks, they come from, did they come from D-grade last year? They did. They won the D-grade competition last year. Um, both both yeah. sides, I think, were in the, in the D-grade Southern Pool last year. Uh, but uh, up into C-grade this year, so... Look, Hamilton have had a, a fairy tale start. You talk about you guys, and you know, I think you said 1999. I, I can remember Budgie were being quite strong in the old Saturday League. I used to be the ball boy there back in about 1996 and 97. Oh, wow. When you wind yeah, back the clock, um, which was well, around that time. old boy there, are you? <laughs> yeah, mate, so practically. But um, so you get that, and then you get Hamilton, who are the opposite end of the spectrum. This is their second season, and they've already got a premiership to their name. So um, I'm sure you guys would be looking forward to breaking your ducks, spoiling their party, and... Uh, 
you know, pardon the pun there. But, um, yeah, all the best, mate. Uh, it's been great to see you guys coming back as a strength in the competition. And, uh, again, thank you for your time during the year and again tonight. Um, we appreciate that. And, yeah, all the best on Saturday. We'll see you down at uh, St. John Oval, 155. Make sure everyone gets down. Uh, supports both sides. Uh, one of only two coast sides left. Mate, yourselves in the Berkeley Vale ladies will be playing up at Raymond Terrace. So good luck again. And uh, we'll see you down at St. John Oval on Saturday with uh, a crowd that's hopefully uh, right on that 500 mark. So we've got a good bit of atmosphere. Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks, Ivan. And, um, yeah, once again, good luck to um, Hamilton Ducks and uh, may the best team win. Awesome, mate. We'll catch you on Saturday. Thanks, Cody. Uh, bye-bye. So that was the preview of our Chasey Energy C-grade grand final between Budgie Bulldogs and the Hamilton Ducks. Uh, that leaves us with only one game. It is the Blue Ribbon event. It is the Dora Creek Swampies, the minor premiers of the Win Network Premiership A-grade competition. Taking on the second place, Thornton Beresfield Bears. They've returned this year, the Bears, and they come up against the undefeated defending premiers, the minor premiers, the Dora Creek Swampies, with a star-studded lineup. And the Bears are going to have all the work cut out for them. If you talk to the average punter on the street, it'll certainly be the Swampies entering this as very warm favourites. Uh, I'm sure if our friends at Texbet were putting up a price, it'd be a reasonably short one and uh, maybe even a uh, eight or ten point start for this, the uh, the Bears. But uh, look, there's no betting. There's no nothing else on the line. Form can go out the window. It's 80 minutes of rugby league. They came in last year and absolutely trounced their opponents in the Belmont South Rabbitohs, Dora Creek. Will it be the same story again, or will it be the Bears that will get the job done? That's the million-dollar question, but it'll certainly be a cracking encounter at 4.15 p.m. St. John Oval at Charlestown on Saturday. Uh, the Dora Creek Swampies, they'll be uh, led around by the experience of Tyrone Amy in the middle. They've also got the Alchin brothers, uh, Matt and Royce Jeffrey. Royce Jeffrey in absolute supreme form. Uh, he scored the best part of 20 tries this season and just keeps going from strength to strength in this competition after... Coming back to his junior club uh, from the Macquarie Scorpions this year and uh, playing alongside his brothers and some of his junior friends. So they've got a, a stacked lineup. Add in Brad Clark, who was their 5'8 last year, and their captain still and has steered them around. That said, you can't take lightly the Bears. They've only tasted defeat twice, and both of those, unfortunately, have been due to the fact they haven't had any numbers. One to West Wall's End and one in their only scheduled fixture against Dora Creek. So it's an interesting one. They are very much the unknowns. Pat Robards will have his boys fired up. They've got some strike weapons with Hanford and Dent in the halves. They've got a number of other players who are really strong and some good experience through that team. So uh, they'll be uh, looking forward to taking this on. You know, you're adding the experience of Tyler Carter and uh, Robards himself. As I said, Hanford and Dent in the halves, and uh, they're a pretty strong side, and they'll fancy their chances as they head in. Uh, former first-grade rugby union player Marcus Christensen as well. So... Look, this one will be an absolute belter. It'll be well worth the price of admission. Please head on down to St. John Oval on Saturday. Turn up within the crowd limits. 500 we're allowed to have down there. Make sure you follow the COVID rules, but Dora Creek will head in warm favourites after their 34-12 win over the Fingal Bay Bomboras, but Thornton will light their chances after their win over a uh, another side featuring NRL experience with the Northern Lakes Warriors. 22-10, they defeated them up there at Raymond Terrace last week uh, with the Northern Lakes Warriors featuring Cade Snowden. So... Uh, Tyra and Amy won't be uh, all of their fears. They'll um, certainly fancy themselves here and they'll be enjoying and relishing, I don't doubt, Pat Robards and his crew flying under the radar. It's going to be an absolute belter between the undefeated minor premiers, the defending major premiers, Dora Creek Swampies. They've lost one match in two seasons of rugby league and they won't plan on making this a second. 
But the Bears from Thornton Beresfield, they'll be making the trek down from Somerset Park with an upset on their mind. So make sure you head on down. Check out the grand finals near you. We've got seven games across two venues. Plenty of great footy for your uh, viewing and enjoying pleasure. Unfortunately, at this stage, it doesn't look like they'll be on bar TV. But uh, if you can get in within the 500 headcount, that's great. Make sure, as I said, you do follow the COVID rules. And uh, let's wrap up 2020 with an absolute bang and uh, enjoy what's going to be a very brief off-season. Again, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Make sure you do check out our social media channels, LeagueCastleAU on Twitter and Instagram, LeagueCastleAUS on Facebook. A final shout-out for 2020 to our sponsors. Firstly, Texbet. If you're going to bet, bet local. And, of course, Newey Threads. Check out their range of clothes on their website or via their Facebook page. Uh, and, again, thank you to all of our co-hosts and guests, especially some of the guys, the likes of your Tim Christie's, Dan Nielsen, Josh Nielsen, uh, that have been on here a number of times and multiple times. A big thank you to the girls that made our Bachelor of the Year possible. Congratulations again to Dwayne Sambo Sampson, our inaugural League Castle Bachelor of the Year. It's been an absolute pleasure being your host this year. I've loved every minute of it, talking lots of footy and lots of nonsense. Get down, support your side this weekend, wrap up the footy season with a bang, and thanks for tuning in to League Castle. We'll catch you in 2021. Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him and has been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to League Castle, Newcastle Hunters, Hunters Rugby League.